Good evening, everybody. How you do doing? I am so excited about this whole new new year. Got a co-host that I love. We got a great um, guest who knows about the bail bond. She's the bail bond queen. She's one of the, the largest bail bond companies in New York State. And very knowledgeable. And we're going to put her on a little, little while. Um, I can only express my enthusiasm having Pamela Roth, who's a, not only she, she's an attorney, she's pretty and she's funny and smart. Almost like me. No, I'm kidding. I got more hair than you. Everybody's got more hair than me. Well, hello. Uh, we had a little uh, technical difficulty, which trying things, but we're, we're, we're on now. Uh, so uh, the way this works, is I do a rant, but I'm ranting tonight. I'm happy. I'm not ranting. We're going to talk about the bail, uh, bail, bail reform that screwed up the criminal justice system. Uh, we have uh, uh, speaking as an attorney, me speaking as an investigator, and Michelle speaking as a bailsman. We have three aspects of law enforcement on the show. All right. So uh, uh, Pamela, uh, normally I go into some investigative stuff, and you can bring your legal explicit. Okay. Exactly. So all, everybody read and heard about Alvin Brack, new Brack. district attorney of New York City. I mean, it's, it's all over the news, all over the internet. And I want you you to chime in now and say your piece. Okay, well, first of all, I want to say hello to everybody. Yeah. Happy New Year. Uh, January 6th, we're starting off 2022 with a fabulous show. Vinny and I decided to co-host this incredible show. It's an idea that we were talking about since last year called Law and Disorder. So, you can't hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> okay, I'm nervous now. I'm talking and nobody can hear me. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You can't hear me. We got, we got technical difficulty tonight. Okay. Can Anthony, you can now? you do anything with this? Can you hear me now? I'm starting to feel like one of those telephone commercials. Can you hear me now? I can't hear anybody. I'm in the, in the phone with him. Okay, I'm talking uh -oh. and I don't know if you can hear me. Through the phone, not through the... Any, anything yet? Should I keep talking? I don't hear you. <laughs> this is terrible. Okay, can you hear me now? Michelle hears me and nobody else can hear me. Okay, so it's the first show of the season and we need to work out these uh, technical glitches. Oh, everyone hears me. Okay, great. So everybody, welcome to the first show of the year, 2022. It's Law and Disorder. Obviously, we know Vinny Parco. He is a private investigator. I am uh, a former prosecutor in the Brooklyn DA's office, and I've been a criminal defense attorney now for about 25 years. And we have our guest on the show, Michelle Eskenazi. And so tonight we're going to be discussing the uh, ramifications of the bail reform that was passed in New York prior to uh, COVID. And also now, because we have uh, new people in power, we have the new mayor, Mayor Eric Adams, former New York City police officer, very tough on crime. And then the new DA was sworn in, Alvin Bragg, who's a former uh, prosecutor, also former federal prosecutor. And it's all over the news today how his position on crime is totally in opposite to the new mayor, Eric Adams. And we're going to be discussing bail reform and the spike in crime and what's been going on in New York. And it'll be even better once we can get Vinny on so that everybody can hear what he has to say so I don't have to 
run this entire show. So Vinny, anytime you want, just chime right in. Michelle, jump right in. So if anyone's been following what's been going on in the news today, it it is um, the... I think you should send them a text. It's all over the news today, and everybody's commenting on uh, New York County uh, DA Bragg's position on crime in New York. Basically, they're not going. The New York County DA's office is not going to prosecute any crimes um, other than murder. So it's in the news that if somebody, a gunman, goes in and at gunpoint robs a store, a bodega, anything in New York City. Uh, not going to get prosecuted. So it's like a, a free reign. It's a free pass for any of the criminals in New York City to run rampant with crime. And if we thought that New York was bad over the last number of months during the quarantine when we saw so much rooting, uh, looting and rioting, that's probably nothing compared to what's going to be going on in the future. So we're going to have the next four years of this new DA in Manhattan not wanting to prosecute serious crimes if people are not injured or shot. And it's, I don't know myself if I'm going to want to stay in New York. You know, I'm a former prosecutor. I'm a defense attorney. But you can't pick and choose which crimes you want to prosecute. We, ha we have a penal law. And all of these crimes are violations of the penal law in the city of New York. And they all need to be prosecuted. Otherwise, you're giving a free reign and a free pass. Crime is going to run rampant in New York, much worse than it's been running uh, the, these number of months that we've seen while we were under the reign of Mayor de Blasio, who had a no position on crime. Vinny, anytime you want to pop in, come right in. Join us. Michelle, join us. Of course, anybody who's watching, please feel free to um, send in your comments so we can address any questions or comments that you have as well. It was also in the news to, uh, paper today that... Okay, are you here? I hear you now. Hey, this is great, because I've been, I've been carrying the show for like the last five minutes. Every time you want to join us... Okay, so Vinny, let me tell you where I started. I was letting everybody know what the topic is going to be for tonight. We have ADA Bragg, excuse me, the new DA Bragg has been all over the news today about his uh, free reign of free pass for all the criminals in New York and how it's in total opposition to our new mayor, Eric Adams, who is a former NYPD police officer who wants to take a, a tough stance on crime. So the two of them are going to need to be on the same page because you can't have a mayor who wants to be tough on crime and clean up the streets of New York when you have New York County DA, Brad, who wants to just let everybody out, do what they want, including you know gunpoint robberies of stores and bodegas and, and places of business in the city of New York, and then not want to prosecute them. There was an election and he won the election. Nobody even knew about the election. It wasn't even publicized. Yes, it was. It was it was a New York election. I mean Well that's the whole thing. I mean I live in Brooklyn, so you know, I was out there, I, I saw who was running on the ballots. 
you know, you had who was running for, you know, for the Democrats and who was running for the Republicans. But, uh, but D.A. Bragg won. I say, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not sure who was running who opposite Bragg. Bragg. What? Know his name? The Republican no. Running? <laughs> Nobody remembers his name. That's why he wasn't elected. Well, that's, you know, the problem is because, you know, the focus was on the mayoral candidates. You know, even at this point, do you remember who was running, who the candidates were for the controller's office? And yeah, don't break your neck. People have gone crazy. Now, I got to tell you, um, we have a mental health problem in this country. I'll give you an example. This woman that went crazy on the plane and smacked an old man in the face. Yes. She's uh, uh, she's bipolar. She didn't take a medication and she's an alcoholic. So put that all together and you have a perfect storm. And... But you know what? There's a lot of people. They, they, I don't know how many 1,700 instances of um, on airlines of violence with, against the, the, the employees against, and against each other. So people are getting crazy now. You, you want to blame it on the pandemic, or you want to blame it on our society in whole? Because you have cities that people are, are committing crimes and not getting prosecuted. So what? People say, so what? What am I going to? Why am I going to follow the law when everybody else is it? Just like you just said, in in the, in the store, she, the shoplift is a shoplifting, and you're, you don't have a mask on, and she's giving you a hard time. Why don't you go over to them and say, hey, by the way, as you're shoplifting, please put your mask on, <laughs> and, and, and yell at them. Say, I'm going to throw you out because you're not your mask. You can steal, but you can't have your mask on. Put your on. mask I mean, on. Put your yeah. on. You can have your cake, and you can't eat it. You know, you can have your shoplifting, but you can't have your, your mask on. So, um, and I, I got to Oh, in, 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 in my, my neighborhood, neighborhood, I was in, like, a Dwayne Lee, one of those, you know, chain, uh, drugstores. Some stand around, around the same way I am to my little, you know, can't park, I guess. And there's a man, I won't say what race is that now, I want to have my head 
shoot, shoot off, off right later on. on. But there but was there a, was a, there was a gentleman there, there who, who was, was not shopping. shopping. He, he was, was shopping. shopping. He's, He's looking, looking right at me. He's looking right at the went to cop security guard in the drugstore. And he's, and he's filling, filling up, up his, his pockets, pockets his, his little, his his little, little tote, because he's not, not using the plastic, plastic bag. He's using one, one of those disposable ones. And, and so, so he's, he's shopping for everything. And I turn around to the social security guard. Are you kidding me? Why are you wearing a mask? You see him standing in front of us. We're not allowed to go after him. I'm like, am I the smartest standing here on the line? Self-check it. Go in the place of my stuff. Give me what he's shopping for. He walks out the store. I have a question for you. I'm a customer in that store. I'm with you. And I say something to that guy. I say, listen, what are you shopping? I'm paying for my my stuff, and you're shoplifting. And he gets into an argument with me, and I hit him. Am I going to get in more trouble than he is? Yes. Under the new law, you're going to sort this. It's a misdemeanor. You're coming up as the aggressor. Yeah, but under the new... But, Pamela, under the new law... They're not prosecuting assaults. They're not prosecuting. I understand, but initially, why would you even look to assault him? It's not your murder. Okay, I'm not going to assault him. I'm going to approach him and explain to him that he's stealing from the store and that I'm going to wind up paying for it in higher prices. Now, if he gets aggressive with me, then I have to do what I got to do. Well, then it's self-defense. That's self-defense. Okay. Okay. We got. Oh, but now someone might say I I intimid I antagonize them, but all I'm doing is it's, it's, uh, uh, exercising my First Amendment right to tell them that he's a piece of garbage for stealing in the store. Okay. okay. And I'm going to tell, tell you, you, you as a it's not it's not your merchandise. There's no reason to be protected. By the way, I can say something. Wait, wait, wait. We gotta get Michelle in here. She's a whole. Okay, let's get Michelle in here because I want I think. And Michelle, you're going to tell us that, and I believe that this bail bond bullshit is causing this rise in crime, and you're going to tell us all about it. Well, hi, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Um, hey, Brandon. Hey, I mean, I mean it's, it's not, not shocking. shocking. I mean, I mean they they reform bail. bail. You know, you know it, it was on a normal thing they do. He did it in the budget. budget. You know, yeah, everybody went back to crazy, crazy all the They loved it. You know, once, once they found out about it, they went and popped the oil. And it's fantastic for them. They were living the dream. But today, today, we thought they were living the dream before. Today, it's a real Disney world. You're going to Disney world. You're going to Disney world. Because Alvin Gray is a talk. robbery in the Bronx County or Richmond County, I'll just go straight to Manhattan because there's no way I'm going to get arrested. I'm not going to get prosecuted. It's a total shit show. Imagine being little Jane from Wisconsin and wanting to see the Christmas show here. Everybody should just stay out of New York City for the next four years. There's no way you're going to be able to recall him. He's got too much Soros money, and everybody who's in New York City is basically screwed. Yep. Well said. Well said. It, it, it's, a, it, it, it's, it's an anarchy. That's what it is. It's anarchy. And the police are not going to... Why would a police officer arrest somebody when he knows it's going to be thrown out anyway? You know, the only thing I could say to you, Vin, and I don't want to get political, you know, but he, but we just came off of a big mayoral election, like Pamela said, and Eric Adams, former captain, NYPD, 
goes and endorses this district attorney, right? And two days later, the district attorney gives him the right in the cojones in public and says, hey, guess what? Fungul. I'm yeah, not gonna uh, prosecuting Yeah, I'm not gonna prosecute nobody. So the, the question is on the minds of New York City is what's Eric Adams gonna do? Where is he? What's he gonna say to Alvin Brick? I mean, if I were the mayor, I'd be calling him in and going, have a seat. You and I have to have a conversation. What are you doing? But guess what? He already got in office and now all that Soros crap is going to come into play. And there's very little that Eric Adams is going to really be able to do about it. Plus, you have the city council is very um, anti-police. So he's got the city council. He's got the district attorney. Uh, he's got a tough job ahead of him. And he wants to re uh, reinvent, uh, reestablish the um, anti-crime, which is very successful. Anti-crime is very, very successful. Very speak. successful. And, uh, and and then the, the, the broken windows policy. This is the opposite. This is the windows aren't broken. So let's steal. See, I remember when I was in the DA's office, and Michelle, you, you should remember this too. When I was back in the DA's office, in the Brooklyn DA's office, there were a number of different um, street units. And I remember this coming out of the 7-2 precinct, which was right down there on um, 4th Avenue. And they had SNU, they had CPOP, they had all these different divisions within the NYPD that were all anti-crime undercover officers and they were taking guns off the street left and right stop and frisk mm -hmm. and I was in the DA's office at the time and I had no problem with that because you need to get the, the guns off the street so if you're stopping all of these people you know and you have probable cause to believe there's a basis that they, they have a hard object you see an outline of a hard object you know or they have um, certain characteristics where they appear to be suspicious and you need to stop them fine but you know something you're preventing other crimes from happening or you're finding guys on the street who already have warrants out on them and on top of it they have a weapon so so you're you're stopping a crime from being committed now that you don't have stop and frisk you have no idea who's carrying guns and who isn't. It really is. It's so wild out there. There is no way possible to get these guns off the streets. I mean, never before. I, I from, Listen, I was in the DA's office from 91 to 93. For those two years back then and at the time, too, I think uh, Giuliani may have been mayor at the time as well. He was. You know, right. There was there was a significant drop in crime. You know, he really did. No shit. He was he was a boss. He was he was he was Mr. Law and Order. I had interned for him when he was. I'm just gonna get comfortable. Sorry. I had interned for uh, Rudy Giuliani when he was in the U.S. Attorney's Office when I was still in law school, and he cleaned up the streets of the city of New York, and you felt safer. And then after that, there's just been such a rapid decline of what's been going on in the city. You can't even walk around me. When you see elderly women who are old enough to be our mothers and grandmothers and they're getting pushed and shoved in doorways with their little uh, shopping carts and they're getting raped and robbed and murdered, you know, by punks and thugs and nobody's batting an eye about it. That's a serious problem with society. And it's all because at the same time, too, they, they're fearless. Nothing's going to happen to me. I'm going to be in and out within 24 hours, the revolving door of justice. Nothing's going to happen to me. Then you throw in the bail reform that you and I, listen, we, we discussed that when you were on my show. You know, bail reform killed my practice as a private defense attorney. You know, it, it killed your practice. It killed your business with, with the bail. Well, you know, one thing that I see all the time and that I'm hearing all the time, I'm hearing it from you, I'm hearing it from Vinny, is everybody's talking about gun crime. But guess what? All of this crime transcends firearms. We're moving into a time of crime of moral turpitude. Mm -hmm. And basically what these recidivists are doing, and like Vinny said, the majority of them are EDP. They're emotionally disturbed people. Much of them, the majority of them are also addicted to narcotics. And But what they are doing is they are attacking groups of people in New York that don't fight back. 
Asians, Hasidic Jews, the LGBTQ, um, the elderly, children. Yep. So these are all what we call soft, soft targets, right? And they know, criminal recidivists know who to attack. They don't yep. choose you by virtue of your political ideology. They choose you because you're an easy target, sure, right? You're, you're prey. You're prey to you're them. Prey. You know, and that's really what's going on. And when you have a guy like Alvin Bragg, unfortunately, the next four years of New York City are just going to be hell. All these Upper East Side moms and these crazy, you know, philanthropic people that voted for Alvin Bragg. Well, you know what? They really need to be ashamed of themselves for what they contributed to New York City for not knowing who was in the district attorney's race because the district attorney is the chief law enforcer of every city, of every county in which they yeah. operate. And I feel terrible right. for the people of New York. Yeah, but you know who we You're have right. to blame for that? You know who we have to blame for that, Michelle? The voters themselves. Because if they actually took the time out to see and to investigate and to research who the candidates are, it would be very different than going in there blindly and just going down all Republican all Democrat, all liberal, and just voting down the line. That's the problem. If people spend more time shopping around for a pair of shoes, a, a designer handbag, or a cell phone, that to them is more important than who's going to be in charge of, like you said, law enforcement in, in every DA's office across the counties. Yeah, but you know, you know, you have to look at you got to look at the bigger picture. If you notice that in the red states and the Republican cities. They don't have the crime that you have in the other cities. Now, why? Why? Because they're more law and order. That's what. That's why people live in those. Like you live in Nassau County, right, uh, Michelle? Yeah, I'm from there also. I mean, I, I have a home there. Nassau and Suffolk County are law and order. They 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 prosecute. People. Well, they are now because Andy Donnelly got in. But, but you also look at the difference well, of size. You yeah, can't compare general, Nassau County. I've had cases in, in Staten Island, I mean, in, uh, in Nassau and Suffolk, and I noticed that they're, they're more aggressive uh, against criminals there than, than in New York City. But Vinny, you can't compare Nassau County to New York County because no, of the vast difference of the population, of the demogra demographics of the kind of people you have. Yeah, but Pam, I mean, the, the, kind of people, the kind of people you have in New York City, not many of them, are uh, 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 low income collecting Section Eight collection uh, collecting uh, welfare, so they don't have a stake in the in the city. They don't own property. They don't care about stuff like that. Uh, they're not paying rent. They're not paying for food. They're, they're getting everything for free. So they have this this mentality that that's what's that, that's status quo. And they don't again what you said before. They don't look at the of people that are running for office, they just vote in this, you know, oh, okay, I'm a, I'm a Democrat. Okay, okay. But at the same time, too, um, I, I, I got to differ I mean, with you on that because some of the people that you're sig signaling out, um, I don't think a lot of those people actually go out and vote. And for the most part, when you look at New York City and you have you have a lot of very expensive real estate in, in New York where people live, they live and they work in the city. And they, they own co-ops and condos and you have a high rent districts in New York. Those people are voting. Now, the question is, are they voting for an Alvin Bragg or were they voting for his opponent? Well, I call them limousine liberals. OK, they're limousine liberals. They're liberals when it when it, 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 it suits them. Um, they're conservative. You know, you know what a conservative is? A liberal that got mugged. OK, <laughs> so. What happens is until they get mugged, they're still then they're liberal. Once they get mugged, they say, "Wait, well, maybe, maybe you know." Now I'll give you an example. Yeah, where were the police? Where were the police? I just got mugged. Okay, uh, two uh, Congress representatives in Congress were recently carjacked, and one was in Virginia, and I think one was in Washington D.C. And these two Congress people were against the police, defund the police. Now they get robbed, and then they say, wait a minute, maybe, maybe he made a mistake. And I see uh, a lot of these uh, uh, politicians, they're, they're reinventing themselves. Now they're saying, well, maybe we should have, like, uh, uh, Lori, what's her name, Lightfoot, Lightweight, and I call her Lightweight, Chicago. Um, oh, Lightfoot. 
Lightfoot, well, she's lightweight anyway, but uh, she now realizes what's going on, and she's trying to get the feds to come in with their, with their police, and uh, she's trying to get more money for the police department, but the police department demoralized. Those cops don't want to do their job because they, 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 the government doesn't—they don't—they—they uh, they don't care. I mean, they don't have anybody backing them up. And as soon as they take any aggressive action, it's police brutality. Now, I, I have to say, I'm pro law enforcement. Now, I was a state investigator. I worked with NYPD and I worked with Suffolk and Nassau DPD on cases of narcotics, child abuse, things of that nature involving the doctors that committed crimes and, and those things. And I, I have a lot of respect for these police. But most of them are very, very good. But you have a few that, you know, I mean, you can't have the best in everything. You know, I, I work for the medical board. Every doctor isn't the best either. You know, and we, we, we see that with malpractice. We see that with other things. The same thing with lawyers. Every lawyer isn't, no offense to you, Pam, every lawyer isn't the best either. You got some bad lawyers. But you can't vilify a whole a profession for a couple of rotten apples, okay? Uh, absolutely. And, well, yes, you can. What do you mean? They're doing. <laughs> Anti-police, uh, and, and then they have riots in these cities. They say, oh, it's peaceful demonstration. And then we, we can get into uh, Kyle Rittenhouse talking about uh, defending himself, and he got it right away. I have to bring this up, because we had two beautiful women on my show. Three women had just been convicted on serious crimes within within a two-week period of time. You got the girl Holmes in uh, California with the Toronto's case, where she allegedly, and now she's convicted, of defrauding millions of dollars from people. She was a CEO. And you have, of course, Gisseline Maxwell. And you have the, the unfortunately, you have a police officer that made a grievous mistake, and she got convicted of a, man, a manslaughter first degree and manslaughter second degree. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Well, women get convicted too. I don't know what is that like some sort of a new thing. No, I think it's just three major cases of women in, in at the same period of time. Now you had a a, a, a black man in Fl I think Florida or Georgia who shot at cops defending himself, and he was acquitted. But you don't hear about that because he had a gun. He he defended himself. And the, the jury found that he was not guilty. Now, they got him on other stuff. He got him for something else. But the, the, the fact is that he defended himself and he was acquitted. Same thing as Kyle Rittenhouse. But what, what, what also, I don't know if you, you, you know this, but gun sales in the United States has skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. These gun shops, they can't, hold, they can't carry as many guns and ammunition. Why? Because people don't trust the police. They can't, they don't have enough police. Now, you call 911, uh, Pamela, Michelle, how many minutes does it take for the police to come when you call, get down 911 on an average? A couple. No, more like five or six minutes. And some places, 10 minutes. I don't know. I, minutes, I call 911 in a car accident, and they tell me, unless anybody's injured, they're not coming out. Yeah, that happened to me. I got, I, I got a car accident two weeks, uh, three weeks ago, and I got cold. I got sick because I had to wait for the, them to take the report. It was a freezing night. I didn't have my hat, and, you know, I have no hair up here. And I got <laughs> I got a bit cold. And, but they asked, is anybody injured? No. Okay. I am in the free state of Florida right now, to be honest, full disclosure. And um, if I call the cops, they'll be here in three seconds. So yeah. I'm sorry for all but of you're you. In guys. A you're in a also, there's a different state of mind over this. The right. But everybody, you know, in New York is basically screwed. And I just want to go back to something that Pam said. And let me tell you. Who screwed over the people of New York City that could have helped? Okay, Pam. Okay. Um, and and this this might sound a little political, then, but the Republican Party put up a guy named Tom Kniff, right? If they would have started doing commercials about him a year ago, about what a military hero he was, and putting money into him, okay, then the two of you would know his name, boom, 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 right off the top of your head. Right. But you don't know his name because guess what they did not do? 
they did not support their own candidate. And if they say they do, they're a bunch of fat white liars. So, and I'll say it right to their eyes. So wait a second, he's a Republican candidate and the Republicans did not back him or support him? They might have backed him, but they did They did what we say in New York, they did ungats for him. Okay. You understand why, what I'm saying? They didn't do anything. So why is that if they didn't want one of their own in? Because, you know what, I guess they felt like no matter what, they weren't going to win. But you know what, if they would have changed the way that they branded the race a year prior to the race, more right, people right, would have about right. it, they could have done a, a rebranding of the whole issue. But they're so antiquated and they're so dinosaur-like and they're so unwilling to change. And that's why New York City was gifted with, um, I don't want to prosecute anybody, Mr. Alvin Bragg. So, I mean, I feel bad for everybody. And here's the thing, in New York City, you cannot carry a firearm, but just make sure that you know that a pen is a weapon. Carry your pen between your fingers, carry some pepper spray, carry anything to protect yourself because invariably you are going to become the next crime victim. Anything, I remember learning from the DA's of anything is a, anything could be a weapon if it if you're using deadly force with it. Whether it's a pen you're jabbing into someone's throat or to their eye, you use keys. They show women are supposed to interlock their keys, keys. between yes. their fingers and walk with it. So this way, there's a key between each finger. So if you had to jab somebody, yes. you do it and you run, kick them in the balls and do whatever right. it is that you have to do and just take off. But the problem is too, a lot of these a lot of these crimes are happening. Women are walking down side streets to go to their car or to go home. And you know, you're looking behind you and you don't know who's behind you as you're struggling with your keys to get into the door. And then you got the vestibule to get into. So many crimes in New York City occur between the front door and the vestibule in their own home. Well, people have to be caught. Listen, you can't be paranoid, but you have to be cautious. And I, 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 I've actually taught women self-defense. I've, I've had, I was on TV a few times showing people how to self-defense. And, and what you girls said is perfect, perfect. Everything's a weapon. Uh, a book is a weapon. A, a, a hardback is a point. A, a pen is great. But the problem is, even even criminals look at these stories. You know, they know. But the problem is, you said it before. They go after elderly people. They go after uh, people that look, that they don't walk. Now, Esquire magazine, many years ago, did an article. They interviewed a, a mugger that just came out of jail. They said, we want to know from you, who do you mug? And he said, a man that walks, that doesn't walk steady, doesn't doesn't walk with confidence, boom, he's a, he's a victim. An old lady, uh, a young person, somebody that looks... You know, same thing in, in the animal kingdom. You know, the the, 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 the lion eats the, the tiger, the tiger eats the cheetah. Everybody eats somebody smaller and weaker than them. It's human nature and it's animal nature. Okay? You know who else is also a target? Mothers with young children. You have yeah. infants, yeah. toddlers and everything else. You just recently, in broad daylight, a car stopped trying to snatch a little child away from a mother when she was at the intersection with another child. In that they're brazen. Let me tell you Let me tell you what's causing that. It's called child trafficking, okay? What happens is, with all these people coming through the southern border, many of them are child traffickers, okay? Some of them have worked for the cartel, some of them are independents. They've caught so many, and yet so many get away. There's a lot of what they call getaways. You can't you can't stem the flow of people that are coming in on the border. Now we all know why the the, the, the White House wants them in. Why Nancy Pelosi wants them in? They're potential voters, okay? But I, I got a feeling that if the Republicans approach the Hispanics the right way, this well, many of the Hispanics are now going becoming Republicans. But if they if they curry favor with these people they might get them at least 50 50 but what i what i'm seeing is that uh they want to they want non-citizens to vote How, that is ridiculous against the constitution am i correct uh, Pamela? 
Yes, but I, I don't see that happening. I don't see a lot of these people. I don't see that, but they want that. In. That's what they're they're in. These are not the people who are voting. But also with this okay. specific incident that occurred, they were not they were not Hispanic. They were not from south of the border. They were, I, I want to say locals, but they're not the people that you're speaking of with the political ties or non-political ties as far as voters. You have a lot of very sick, demented people who are out there and you can't, first of all, going back to something that you said earlier about, you know, the mentally ill that are also oh. committing crimes, they're not the ones with guns. For the most part, you have all these, how many incidents have we seen over the last number of months of both mentally ill men and women pushing people into On onto subway. chains? Onto and, subway. And, using, and, and, and pushing people using a knife. That's all they can get. That's all they have. They can't. But even you know, except, separate from the real knife, criminals, separate, right. real criminals from... can get guns on the streets. You can go to Bedford Stuyvesant in Brownsville. You can go to the Bronx. You can go to Harlem. And if you know one or two street people, you can get a gun. Five, six hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, you can get a gun. Now, they want to stem uh, the, 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 uh, the Second Amendment. They say, oh, we, don't, we want to cut down on them. But the people that are buying guns legally are not committing crimes. They want us to defend. Okay, but at the same time, you do have you do have some really screwed up situations that happen with lawful gun owners. You had the man the other day who shot and killed his what fourteen year old or sixteen year old daughter in his house because he thought she was an an intruder. That happened down south. It was in the news the other day. Yeah, that happens. That's a I mean, shit happens every day. Some people are not welcome. I'll give you an example. In Pennsylvania, at a restaurant the other day, a guy came in with a gun, threatened the people, said, I want the money. Right. And the, the father was in the back, and he heard the commotion. And the guy said they killed the wife and the son in the store. The father came out, bing, bing, boom, shot the guy legally. He shot him in self-defense. Now, more and more, and, and you, you, you don't hear so many, the mainstream media doesn't want you to hear these stories. But uh, they are happening. People are defending themselves legally in their own homes. But they should. But yes, I agree. You have the right to defend yourself in your own home. If someone's going to come into my home with a gun, I mean, we learned this in first year of law school. Someone comes into your home using deadly force, you have the absolute right to use deadly force to protect yourself. Pamela. Vinny, did you hear today specifically on the charge of robbery? Uh, I don't know the penal code. Pam, maybe you could help me with that. But Robbery's when, in the 160s. On the 160s. But no, no, no. He's not going to prosecute if the robber enters into your home and you're a single person. He's only going to prosecute if the robber enters your home and it's a family. I never, I didn't hear that today. That's insane. Yeah. That was one of the things that was pointed out today. I mean, also, also uh, uh, Michelle, he also says that if you commit a robbery with a weapon, but you don't hurt anybody, it's a misdemeanor. Yeah, well, oh, he yeah. Really the penal code. that is a felony. You walk into a store with a gun, that's armed robbery. That's a robbery. Right, but you know what he'll do, Benny? He'll decline prosecution. He's not going to prosecute. Right. So they call, the misdemeanor. they call it a misdemeanor so they can, they can do ACD, exactly. a German contemplation yeah. Reduce it to a violation, pay a fine, maybe do some community service. It's pathetic. It's so, you know, something I liked it better when, when I was in the DA's office with Hines, Charlie Hines was tough on crime. You Charlie, had Morgan, was Charlie Hines was per, wonderful, wonderful, made such a good guy. Fabulous. You know, Morgan. Was, back, we, we had a lot of de- we had a lot of dinners with him. We, so had a lot of, we gave him a lot of awards. Uh, he was a good guy. With five, guy. Children, five boys he's got. And, uh, rest in peace. Yeah, exactly. Rest in peace. Yeah. And then Mor- Mor- Morgan like Thal was a fabulous yeah. DA in New York, in New York County. It was one of the most respected counties when Morgan Thal was the district attorney. Well, it's just, uh, you know, it's very unfortunate what bail reform has done to not just the city of New York, but to the state of New York. From Bath, New York, to Brooklyn, New York, from Niagara, New York, to Staten Island, New York. Crime victims are piling up everywhere. And, you know, I will tell you that crime victims are really starting to get organized. 
and they are really starting to become a lobby. I've been working ever since bail reform came into play. People are saying to me like, well, Michelle, what are you doing? I spend a good amount of my time supporting the mothers of murdered children now and telling them how to go about the lobbying process, helping them write white papers, helping them, you know, move that particular needle. So, um, I, I look forward to them continuing to lobby and they really want to meet with Alvin Bragg and they really want to meet with Eric Adams. But I will tell you, if you, the biggest pay-per-view match that I would like to pay for and get a front row seat for is the fight between Eric Adams and Alvin Bragg. Yeah, that would be a good fight. <laughs> because Alvin screwed him big time. Big time. You know, let me ask you, Pam, I want to ask you something. The district attorney's office, do they get money from the city? Does the, does the mayor have any control over the finances of, 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 of the district attorney's office? Honestly, I can't answer that. I'm not sure. Because I know it's, it's fun. I'm not sure either. I, I don't know. Are, you, are, you know, are they independent? Do they get their money from the state and not from the city? The, I don't know. The district attorney's office gets money from asset forfeiture and it goes into a general fund. So the district attorney is sitting on millions and millions and millions of dollars. The district attorney's office does work with the city of New York in some budget facets where there are programs like supervised release and things like that, but they're not dependent on the mayor's office. Okay. I thought the mayor would be able to tie the cut his balls off yeah. a little bit. No. 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 Well the only thing the only thing is that uh and, and, you know you've seen this on television shows like Blue Bloods and it's it's real where they the cops get the blue flu. Now the, when they have these major now he did say he's gonna prosecute major cases murder the that are kidnapping. What if the police they, they kind of get a little lackadaisical with that. Say, well, you know, I'm, I don't feel good today. I can't testify and screw up their trial. You know, it works both ways. You know, you, you know, you, you got a yin and a yang here. And, you know, the uh, thing is, he can say that he's going to prosecute the major offenses. But Madeline Brain, who's the chairwoman for the Victims' Rights Reform Council in New York, her son was a two-time Afghanistan war hero when he was brutally stabbed and murdered on the streets of Harlem. They're on the fourth judge, they're on the third district attorney, and it's three and a half years later, and four of those perpetrators have not been brought to trial. So he could say all he wants that he's going to prosecute murderers, but guess what they do? Adjourn, 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 adjourn. It takes... Three, because of COVID, too, it yep. takes three to five years to convict somebody in the city of New York. That's a bunch of bullshit. And also, right now, because of COVID, I mean, you got people, first of all, you got, you got inmates and clients languishing, languishing in the jails. But at the same time, too, any of the victims who want their cases and, and want justice for whatever happened to their loved ones, all it is, it's like, oh, it's another adjournment because, you know, they're still trying to figure out with COVID how they're going to be working the courts and nothing's open yet. So we're going to adjourn it again. We're going to have a status conference. But, you know, but then the defendant was not, uh, could not be produced because of COVID. So now it's just going to be a telephone conference and we're going to adjourn it again and we're going to adjourn it again. So now here we are, we're into a new year and no matter what happens up in Albany, you know, they're still trying to figure out what's happening in all the courts. They're claiming that the courts are open, that uh, for trials, you obviously have to be in person for a set, a plea of guilty, a sentencing, and a trial. Okay, anything else, um, you're doing these uh, Zoom or Microsoft Teams meetings and everything else for the cases, and everything is getting pushed and pushed and pushed. Now, if we have Omicron and possibly, who knows, another fourth, fifth, sixth wave, the question becomes what's happening with the courts? You have uh, Rikers Island right now who has uh, limited staff, so they have their own issues over there at Rikers Island. So they're understaffed. They're not putting the inmates on the buses. Or the inmates are sick because of COVID, so they don't want to produce anybody. So what happens to everybody's cases? It's staggered and pushed and pushed. And right. I rest my case. Yeah. Yeah. There goes, uh, I, 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 goes the criminal. That's what's been going on with criminal cases. Michelle, I, I, have, I have one thing I want. I want we have four, five minutes left. Uh, in Houston, Texas, 113 people have been allowed out of bail with little or no bail. They were all uh, uh, capital murders. They committed 150 additional murders 
while they're out on bail. Mm-hmm. You don't hear this. But I, I get this from the conservative newsletters that I get in law enforcement. I get a lot of law enforcement stuff. Yeah. But a hundred, a hundred and fifty people were killed from the hundred and thirteen mm-hmm. guys, men and women. I, I guess some women too. That were out on bail. What is? What? Oh yes. Yeah. The final variant is called communism. That's from Anthony Rosati in Florida. <laughs> True. Uh, I I have to agree with that. Me too. But again, we're not political. We're talking crime, disorder, law and disorder. <laughs> Well, in reference to what you're saying in Houston, just by way of information, I'm also the president of the National Association of Bail Agents. So I have my finger on the tip of what's going on in Houston on a daily basis. We're just doing a a press release about uh, another issue in Houston. Um, Houston has been a debacle of bail reform. So when they say that those individuals were released on bail, they were not released on bail, Vinny. They were released on something that we refer to as unsecured bail or sign and drive, where the defendant signs his own bond. He pays no money and it looks like or it appears on paper as if he was out on bail, but he was not out on a secured bond. He did not have to. His family did not have to pay a premium. There was no collateral proffered. So that particular individual essentially signs himself out of jail. And this is a particular um, occurrence that's happening nationally. What you just said, what you just said, they just signed themselves out. What is the deterrent for for them to, to, what is the deterrent? No, there is no deterrent. It's called deterrent. It's And they committed more crimes, serious crimes. Genocide. Houston Houston is a liberal city. Houston is a, a, a now Texas is a very red state, very conservative. But I guess there are pockets of you know even in in blue states there are pockets. Even in California there are pockets of conservatives. You know, but uh, they 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 have no voice in California. They have no voice. In California. Everybody from California is going to Texas or Florida. Okay, they're, 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 even Elon Musk sold his house. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, 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 I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> My son wants to move to Texas. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to go to Florida. I have a lot of friends down there, and I have I, I got some business down there. I need to go um, to Florida. I need the beach. And we have a, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What part of Florida are you in? What part Me? of Florida? I, I, yeah, I can't. In the state. Okay. By the beach. <laughs> okay. By the beach. Okay. That's- the bail bond queen doesn't say where she lives. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I know, I, I know, but I, I, I like the, the East Coast. I like the, the, the Atlantic part. Um, you like anywhere there's a girl in a bikini. Stop lying. I know him a long time. In Petersburg, we had a, an office for an insurance company uh, that we were doing work for in St. Petersburg. We were at the beach every day. <laughs> the water, the Gulf Stream water is so warm. I mean, it was great. We loved it. We didn't do any work. I need the East Coast beach in Florida. Get me a palm tree and any tropical, any tropical drink. With a little honey no, and a any, t- I like tiki bars. I like to go to tiki bars in Florida. Well, this I'll see you in Tokyo. Yeah. I ain't coming back there coming for a hot minute. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I know. I, I, uh, Save your children. What? Save your children, everybody who's listening, learn how to uh, take a self-defense course and stay inside and lock the door. Well, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. The problem is, I know a lot of people take self-defense courses, but you have to have heart. You have to know that. You, you and gotta cojones. Be to yeah, you got to have cojones. Yeah. So, um, we got, I think, uh, Anthony, we have a couple minutes left. I don't know if we were over, over limit. By the way, you guys were great tonight. I love it. I, you're my partner. You're my guest. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff. Um, and I love I, this. I really do. I love this. We've been talking about, Michelle, Vinny and I were talking about this since last year, about combining our efforts. Because aside from me having my own podcast, I love the idea that we're together like this, law and disorder. There is just so much every single day to talk about. Of course. Um, it, it's incredible. Now, you know, something we have a new mayor, we have a new DA. We're going to see what's going to be going on in New York. You got to be doing different. these every single day from now on, oh, Pam. Great. Every day. <laughs> well, I have no problem with that. <laughs> every 
every single day. So gonna, every, every week, next week, I have a guy who's a member of, of organized crime that's retired, more, more or less retired, he's out of it, and he's willing to come on the show and talk. So I don't know if you want to have. How you doing? How you doing? Pass the gravy. Yeah. <laughs> I, won't, I won't tell you what family he's in because I can't say that, but I can tell you. He's pinched. Retired. Well, he was like call me in the middle of the night, Michelle. Uh, my cousin Anthony, he's, he got pinched in Brooklyn. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, hey, we got Jamie from Miami. She's calling. My sister just bought a house in Miami. Uh, Jamie, my dear friend and employee and whatever, she's everything to me. She's in Miami with her husband. Her husband retired out of New York City. Um, they, have an apartment in, they have an apartment in New York City. I guess they go back and forth. But um, And her daughter just went to, going to medical school, I believe. So, and not in New York City. She's going upstate New York at medical school. Um, Tell her uh, to carry a scalpel every, with her to play. <laughs> I keep a shovel in the back of my car. This way, in case I have to dispose of the bodies along the way. I just stop, dig them up, put them in. That's it. We keep going. You never know. No, I didn't hear that, Pam. <laughs> Oh, listen, I got to do a little plug because as everybody knows me, by day I am an attorney, civil, criminal, civil rights violations. And by night for the last three years, I'm known as New York's funny lawyer. I've been doing stand-up comedy. So uh, I'm going to be announcing I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm upcoming gonna do a show with you. Yeah, we have to do yeah. something together. Anthony, Anthony's supposed to give us a plug. Anthony, where's the plug for my book? I don't know if he hears me. I don't know if he hears me. I'm gonna fire him. No, he's he's great. This kid is good. <laughs> I ran a lot of technical problems tonight. I don't know what's going on with my computer. Well, uh, it was great to be with phone. you guys. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm so great. It's so nice to see you. I'm, I'm gonna call you tomorrow. I want to speak to you about some stuff. about you at the same time. We both talked about you at the same time. Thank you. I love your red hair. Jamie loves your red hair. Oh, that's not where it begins and ends, honey. <laughs> oh wait a minute! This is not type that kind of show. It could be. It could be. No, isn't it? It's after nine o'clock at night. Listen, Michelle, you got it. Me and Pam and I are talking about doing a reality, a, a, a court reality show, and I want you involved in it. We're, we're going to do something like that. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a lot okay. of fun doing that. I'll be yeah. the next Judge Domingo. Oh my God! <laughs> I remember Pat when she had dark hair we were roommates i always joke around with her i said listen i know your real story i said you used to be a brunette yeah she's something she's uh she's and i was a brunette at one time too you know but you can't tell actually no, I, uh, I had blonde hair call me if you need someone to talk to call are me you, Satisfaction <laughs> guarantee. Uh, I want to thank both of you for oh, you. I can't thank you because you're my partner, but I got to thank Michelle. And you guys were great, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna now we're gonna we're gonna fine tune this show, right? Right? You're gonna thank get God. your computer fixed. He spilled water in our computer. <laughs> I did. I spilled water on my laptop tonight. I have to do it off my phone. Oh my own. I'm going to have to put uh, my entire computer tonight in rice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a skit. Uh, that is uh, a skit. At least we're, uh, listen, we're, we're, we're human beings. We make mistakes. You make mistakes with water on your computer. I make mistakes with whatever I did on my computer. And Michelle, you didn't make any mistakes. So. Of course not. Two out of three. <laughs> Two out of three isn't bad. Of course. I put lipstick on for you guys. <laughs> oh well, that's one. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I like red, red lipstick turns me up. Red lipstick. Sure. Of course, it, everything. It goes with your hair. It matches your hair. If we blow in your direction, you get turned. There on. you go. That's the Vinny I know. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Thank you so much, Anthony. What happened to you, Anthony? Anthony. 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 Anthony where are you? I'm in the audio. Okay. I'm here. <laughs> okay. Thank you so All much. Right, yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow, in. sweetheart, okay? All right, guys. Thanks. Good night.